We meet today in Proverbs chapter 1, verse 7 to verse 33. Proverbs 1, verse 7. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. There is an interesting contrast here. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. They do not learn from it. Now, in this motto, one finds the overall theme of the book. Wisdom begins with a relationship to the Creator God. That is, a fear or a submissive reverence of Yahweh, he reverence to Yahweh. Man fell prey to Satan and separated himself from God when he sought the pride of life. In Genesis chapter 3 verse 6, also talked about in First John chapter 2 verse 16. And by his very act of disobedience, man flouted the first principle for attaining wisdom, the fear of God. The fool in Proverbs is not one lacking in intelligence, but rather one who is obstinate, one who is stubborn, one who is even boorish. And the root of the fool's foolishness is not mental, but the root is spiritual. He begins by rejecting the fear of the Lord and determining to go his own way, losing his mind, closing his mind to God. That is the great tragedy. Whereas the simple person wanders into sin, the fool plans sin. The book of Proverbs refers to a third type of a sinner who is called a scoffer, who is the most hopeless of all. He is like a fool, but he has added to his life arrogance and active rebellion against God, and the effects of his mischief are greater. This book of Proverbs is attempting to get you and me out of a position of being stupid in life today. I think we shall find it to be a great help to us. The book has quite a bit to say about stupidity, as we shall see. Proverbs chapter 1 verse 8 and verse 9. My son, hear the instruction of your father, and do not forsake the law of your mother. For there will be a graceful ornament on your head, and chains about your neck. Note that the fear of the Lord talked about in verse 7 is closely associated with reverencing and honoring of parents. Also, that's what First Peter chapter 5 verse 5 says. Obedience to parents has divine sanction and it adds beauty to moral character even as ornaments and jewels set off personal appearances. That is the important home relationship we see here. There are many who are reading this. There are many who would read this passage who have actually come from homes in which they have had godly fathers and godly mothers and they would say, yes, it is true. They were instructed by them and they have never gotten away from the things taught them in the home. On the other hand, May God have mercy on the parents who are not instructing their little ones in the things of God. May they know 
the purpose of God and begin to instruct their children the ways of God. The temptation outside the home. Now, one of the most troubling developments of life today is the rapid growth of gang activity, particularly among young people. Proverbs speaks to this issue by actually warning against associating with people committed to crime and violence. Verse 10 to verse 19 of this chapter actually deal with that whole subject. Somehow joining a group can release a person from the usual restraints on behavior. Encouraged by others, one may commit an amount of evil that far exceeds anything he or she would do alone. The craving for significance and deep approval, the craving for significance and peer approval combined with bitterness against society can yield an appetite for destruction that overrides any sense of conscience. However, gang-related behavior is not limited to wandering groups of youths on the streets. No, even many respectable adults with well-paying jobs can be found ganging up on others. For example, cliques may form in an office, alliances may come together in a university, or rival groups may square off on a construction site. By ganging up on individuals, the perpetrators may do little if any outward violence, yet their assaults can be remarkably vicious. Do you find these tendencies where you work or perhaps in your neighborhood or even in your own family? Does someone about whom you care deeply exhibit these behaviors? Proverbs challenges us to forsake these ways with a sobering warning. Ganging up on others is a certain path to self-destruction. That is what verse 18 and verse 19 of Proverbs chapter 1 talk about. Now let's look at the details of the Proverbs. My son, if sinners entice you, do not consent. Proverbs 1 verse 10. You see, now the movement is outside the home. When the little fellow goes away, who is the first fellow he meets? Generally, that contact will be with the sinner because most of the human race falls into that category anyway. They have not come to Christ. All of us are sinners. But the boy will meet the unredeemed one who is really living in sin. So what should his attitude be? Do not consent. This lays the responsibility for sin squarely on the individual. The tempter cannot win a victory unless the one tempted consents to bow to the tempter's enticement. That is what we saw in Genesis 3 verse 6, 2 Samuel 11 verse 2 and 4, James 1, 14 and 15. You remember that I said you could find a proverb which would fit characters in the Bible. Probably you can also find a proverb to fit every one of your friends. Please don't tell them. This is a proverb that fits someone in scripture. Wouldn't you say it describes Joseph? when he was taken as a slave down into the land of Egypt and was enticed by Potiphar's wife, he did not consent to her. This proverb is an example of his experience. He did not consent. Here is Proverbs chapter 1, verse 11 to 13. If they say, 
come with us. Let us lie in wait to shed blood. Let us lack secretly for the innocent without cause. Let us swallow them alive like shield, and whole like those who go down to the pit. We shall find all kinds of precious possessions. We shall fill our houses with spoil. You see, the sinner has a plan and a program to get something for nothing. He leaves off someone else and makes someone else suffer in order that he might prosper. Cast in your lot among us. Let us all have one purse. Proverbs 1 verse 14. You see, that is why this person is told, please do not consent, because they will insist enticing you. This is the philosophy of the hour. Let us all live out of the same purse. Generally, those who hold this philosophy are doing nothing themselves. They want the working people to share what they have worked for, but they don't have any contribution to make it to it at all. That is a false philosophy, but it is one that is common among young people. It is the thinking and the mood of the hour. Oh, use all kinds of methods, even crooked methods, to get something for nothing. It is so easy for a young man to fall in with a group that is doing shady things, and it is easy to join in with a group who goof at work. They do not return a full day's work for a full day's wage. It is so easy to cooperate in that type of a thing today. That is why the young man is given this advice when he leaves home. Don't consent. Don't join them. My son, do not walk in the way with them. Keep your foot from their path. Proverbs 1 verse 15. My son, do not walk in the way with them. Keep your foot from their path. This is the kind of separation on which the Bible is very clear. Therefore, come out from among them and be separate, says the Lord. 2 Corinthians 6 verse 17. That was referring to idolatry but it certainly can be applied even to such kind of relationships. Solomon said, Get rid of that crooked crowd that you are with. When wisdom and knowledge attends one's way, the thoughts and the actions of evil are foreign. Proverbs 1 verse 16 to 18 says, For their feet run to evil, they make haste to shed blood, surely in vain. The net is spread in the sight of any bird, but they lie in wait for their own blood. They lack secretly for their own lives. For their feet run to evil. They make haste to shed blood. Surely in vain the net is spread in the sight of any bird, but they lie in wait for their own blood. They lack secretly for their own lives. When you get into that type of a thing, it will eventually lead to your own destruction. You will be caught in your own net, if you like. Proverbs chapter 1 verse 19. So are the ways of the one who is greedy for gain. It takes away the life of its owners. This is the condemnation of the beginning of covetousness. We live in a materialistic age. Covetousness is the great sin of our time. That is what the proverb is condemning here. 
So are the ways of everyone who is greedy for gain. It takes away the life of its owner. Now there is an invitation to the school of wisdom. An invitation to the school of wisdom is hereby given. In this section, wisdom is actually personified as a prophetess calling in public places to everyone to come to her and learn. Three groups are especially singled out in the appeal. The simple ones or the untaught, the scorners or the scoffers, the fools or morally dull people. Then the consequences of rejecting wisdom are also immense. That is what verse 26 to verse 28 will talk about. Proverbs 1 verse 20. Wisdom calls aloud outside. She raises her voice in the open squares. You see, wisdom is urging the young men to come to the school and really learn something. Come to her college. What an invitation. She cries out in the chief concourses. At the openings of the gate in the city, she speaks her words. How long, you simple ones, will you love simplicity? For scorners delight in their scorning, and fools hate knowledge. Actually, simplicity is stupidity. And wisdom here, she asks, how long will you be stupid? When are you coming to the school of wisdom? You see, wisdom makes her appeal to those three people, the simple ones, the scorners, and the fools. But all the three foolishly, stupidly refused to heed her call, as does another type of a fool mentioned elsewhere in verse 1. But fools, in chapter 1, verse 7, where we are told, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. Turn at my rebuke, surely, I will pour out my spirit on you. I will make my words known to you. Turn at my rebuke. Surely, I will pour out my spirit on you. I will make my words known to you. Proverbs 1 verse 23. Wisdom pleads with men to turn, and the reward for that turning is her spirit. She promises to pour out her spirit literally. Her spirit will flow or gush upon those who turn. There may be an echo here of the prophetic promises of the pouring out of the Holy Spirit. Isaiah 44 verse 3, Joel 2, 28 to 29. Wisdom will also increase the knowledge of those who turn. A similar promise is found in Psalm 25 verse 14. I will make my words known to you. The secret of the Lord is with those who fear him. Blessing and revelation is for those who will turn and judgment awaits those who will not. Now, I will drop down to the end of the chapter and skip the other section there. I leave that to you. You can enjoy reading that section from verse 24 to verse 31. I come to Verse 32 of Proverbs chapter 1. For the turning away of the simple will slay them, and the complacency of fools will destroy them. 
for the turning away of the simple will slay them, and the complacency of fools will destroy them. They are turning away and their prosperity has produced a false sense of well-being that leads them to destruction. Oh, my friend, it is spiritual suicide to turn away from Christ. But whoever listens to me will dwell safely and will be secure without fear of evil. But whoever listens to me will dwell safely and will be secure without fear of evil. Proverbs 1 verse 33. You see, he who hears wisdom and embraces her shall dwell in the place of safety and shall not be afraid of evil tidings. Isn't that amazing? What an expression this is. I wonder if this could speak to us. We all aspire to be affluent. We measure every man by his bank account, the home that he lives in, the car that he drives in, how much has he accumulated. Be careful, my friend, that we are not wishing to enjoy the prosperity of fools. The prosperity of fools goes nowhere. That would really be fool's paradise, you see. But whoever listens to me will dwell safely and will be secure without fear of evil. That is my wish, not this one, for the turning away of the simple will slay them, and the complacence of fools will destroy them. I will not go towards the fool's paradise. You will be wise if you don't go that route too. You can have copies of the notes and outlines used for these Living Word for Africa programs, so you can follow them as you listen. For your copies, please write to The Living Word for Africa, P.O. Box 4232, Kempton Park, 1620, South Africa. Please say which book of the Bible you want them for, and be sure to include your name and contact information. Let me give you that address again. It's The Living Word for Africa, P.O. Box 4232, Kempton Park, 1620, South Africa.